Hey, hey, friends. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Foyer Chats. Here in the foyer, we talk all things business, lifestyle, and everything in between. Come for the coffee shop style chats. Leave with a fire under your booty to take on all the things. All right, Emma, you ready to dive in? Heck yeah, let's go. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Foyer Chats Podcast with me, your host, Kelsey Pasma, along with my co-host, Emma Jo Wasink. And today we are chatting with our good friend, Liz McBoy. She is a visibility strategist, agency owner, and consultant. Over the last decade, she has partnered with brands to create visibility strategies, video, and design content that drives connections and increases profit. After the birth of her daughter, Liz found her video and design agency to help creative brands and entrepreneurs stand out and have a greater impact in their field. Then at 37 weeks pregnant with baby number two, Liz launched an online coaching business where she channeled her decades worth of experience to lead entrepreneurs towards their goals through her signature trio of video, branding, and marketing. Her mission is to help you show up authentically, share your expertise, and tell stories that matter so that you can build an impactful, profitable, sustainable business that supports your big life dreams. Her focus on authenticity, clarity, and storytelling has set her work apart from other marketers who focus on tactics and systems over empathy and relationships. And I really think you're going to get that vibe from her today. We loved chatting with her. We talk about motherhood and building businesses. And personally, she's been a mentor to me in my business over the last few months as I've been a student under her. So I'm so excited that you guys get to glean from her knowledge on this podcast episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Liz to the podcast. All right, Liz, let's dive right on in. Let's hear all about you, how you got started in this career path. What does it look like? I know some of these things, but Let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's really a saga that should be told over a glass of wine or bottle of wine. But um, in a nutshell, I have spent the last 10 years working in corporate as a video producer, a web designer. I've worn every hat when it comes to marketing. So social media, writing articles, sending things out, right? And I had always had some sort of freelance side gig, whether I'd be doing brand development or web design or video for local businesses from small mom and pop shops. And then eventually that grew into taking on some really very quite large, very quite large. It gives you an idea. Big tech companies where I was creating video content that would uh, teach their staff, that would market them. And as I balanced kind of taking on more side hustle work, if you will, while I was working in my full-time career, I had this not epiphany, but almost a slow movement towards, all right, I really want to put my head down and build a business that would give me flexibility and freedom and control over my schedule. Um, I had a one-year-old at the time when I really dove into building my now video and design agency. And then going into 2020, I was expecting baby number two and thought, okay, I'm going to move into a more mentorship space where I can take my marketing chops, my video storytelling skills, my brand strategy side, uh, and really partner with other female entrepreneurs to help them get in front of the right people, work with their dream clients, set up sustainable systems so that they can scale without giving their business their entire life. That is so cool. And it's it sounds like to me you are working with 
like people just like you just a few years ago, kind of in a way. So that's really, really unique. What tell us more about what Liz McBoy Creative offers now? So it kind of took us on that journey, but what are kind of your specialties now here? So that's a great question. What started off back in 2012 is L Design Studio, which really was kind of a hodgepodge graphic creation. I did weddings for a time being. Um, that was a lot of effort, as you know, Kelsey, doing wedding videography. And fast forward to now, we are a boutique video and design agency. We provide video editing services for content creators, service providers, um, course creators, and coaches who want high-end video content that's branded, or they have a YouTube channel or integrating uh, video as a part of their marketing strategy, but they don't really know the ins and outs of it, and they want help with the editing. And then from a design standpoint, we do brand development and web design for uh, creative service providers. So if you're a photographer, if maybe you're a designer yourself, um, interior designers, it really runs the gamut, but that's who we tend to work with when it comes to brand and web design. Uh, so an offshoot from the agency, which is really cool, with, which started in 2020, is doing more marketing mentorships, um, brand strategy, and really coaching with other creatives who are looking to build their business, but don't they're really good at their craft, but they don't know how do I brand myself? How do I build a personal brand? How do I, like, where do I market my services? What do I say? How do I do it in a way that is authentic to me, not sleazy, but also I'm not just constantly selling or chasing after leads. And really that boils down to what is your brand strategy, which is a fancy term for who are you? What do you do? Who do you serve? And in what way? Like what's unique about that? And then in your marketing messaging, which is just how do you show up and deliver that message and connect with people? So I've taken my decade plus years of experience in video storytelling and design and creative. And now I get to partner with business owners like you two to help you reach the next level and scale sustainably. So what started as a very hodgepodgey freelance work built into this high-end video and design agency and mentorship um, services that I now get to offer. And I love, I love what I do. And I can attest to that because I'm a current student of yours, Liz. So first of all, we're honored. I'm honored to have my coach and teacher on our podcast, but I am in one of your attraction marketer, marketing accelerator courses um, group course. And it's been amazing. And I think what you do uniquely is take it back to the basics, which I've, I've done before, you know, figure out who your ideal client is and kind of your values. But what's cool is you're now guiding us through implementing that, you know, through each area of marketing and really, you know, taking that foundation and directly applying that. And we're in the middle of it right now. And it's been wonderful. And I just think it's cool because you, also are so similar to us in running your agency and running your um, your own creative entrepreneurial business. But now it's so cool that you can apply all of your past experience and teach and guide us through that. So I just had to put a little plug in for AMA and all of your coaching offerings because it's been awesome. So thank you. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday here in Grand Rapids. We got coffee, which was so nice to like see people in person. And we were talking about, 
just the coaching space and what that looks like right now and what um, why I said, hey, I call myself more of a mentor than a coach because when I was starting my business and at the time, I wouldn't even say it was a business. It was just like, oh yeah, I do this, right? That's kind of a lot of the time for creatives, how things start out. You don't really say like today, I'm going to write a business plan and I'm going to go file my LLC paperwork. No, that usually comes like six months, a year end. You're like, shoot, I've been making like and I need to do this, right? But for me, I figured, okay, there's the business aspect of what do you do? How do you get things set up? What are the systems that you use, especially if you're a service provider? Um, And then there's the aspect of like, okay, once you get a client, how do you get more clients? And how do you avoid the pitfalls of having a bad client experience or the pitfalls of getting attracting leads, but they end up being the wrong people where they don't have the budget or they don't align with you. And we were having this conversation yesterday of like the difference between coaching, which can, in my opinion, feel a little bit like an MLM model. If you have coaches that are coaching other coaches how to be coaches, it's like, is everybody just the same? Rather than like, okay, for me, I know, and I say, I don't know everything, but I'm really good at video branding and marketing I can help you figure out how to do that in your business. And also, I've stumbled and failed and stumbled again in starting what, like I said, was a hodgepodge business and now this boutique agency. And I can guide you on what's worked for me. And that, for me, feels more of like mentorship. Because Kelsey, like you said, right in AMA, we go back to what are the fundamentals. But the reason we do that is because you guys and your listeners likely are wanting to start a business or have a business or maybe have a side hustle and you want to scale it because you want to have more control over your income. You want to have more control over your time. You want to show up every day loving what you do, but you there's like a roadblock in the way. And oftentimes it's just not knowing what the next step is. And But when you get in the online space or – you're looking to other educators, they're showing you what step 20 is. And you're like, I just need step number two. And so I think there's something in meeting people where they're at and helping you build a life that you want and have your business support it rather than consume it. I feel like this is something that comes up in every episode that we've had thus far that we are so just about figuring out the life you want and then let's figure out the ways to make the business work for that life you want. So I love that you just put that in there. But um, I think kind of your secret sauce is that you're so relatable, you know, like you can. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I've just, I've gotten that just from talking to you. I mean, we've talked about this kind of stuff. Um, And one of those things in particular for me is that you are a mom of two little munchkins. How old are they? Mm Three and one. Yes. And you are doing all of this (laughs) with that. (laughs) That's crazy. So let's, I, I, we're going to dive deep into a lot of the stuff that you were just talking about, but let's kind of talk about that. How do you, how do you juggle it all? Like, how do you, how do you do this while being a mom of two? So I'm going to glean all this information right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it's really important to be fully transparent in all things, but especially in the topic of motherhood and entrepreneurship. Um, so to kind of lay it all out here, and this is not stuff that I ever conceal from Instagram or emails, whatever, follow me, slide into my DMs, let's have a conversation. But um, I have full-time care, so my kids are in daycare. That was a choice we made largely out of circumstance because prior to my business, both my husband and I were working full-time corporate careers. 
in which pre-COVID, you couldn't just have your kid at home with you, right? And so we also made that decision. For me, I my aspirations is not to be a stay-at-home mom. I fiercely admire women who do that. I've My mom did that. My, I have friends who do that. That's not where I feel called. So we chose to have our kids in daycare, which means they're there Monday to Friday, usually like nine to five, um, sometimes later. Sometimes we pick them up earlier. But it's flexible. They could go. They get social interaction. They get to have a life outside of mom and dad. And that gives has given my husband and I and me now with my business time to have focused time. So I have um, boundary there where if it's outside of nine to five, then I try not to work on my business. And I've had seasons where that is not true. I've had seasons where I've worked till 1 a.m. And then when I was pregnant with my son, I was up at 4 a.m. because I had to pee and then couldn't fall back to sleep and was like, well, I'll work on the course I'm about to put out, right? So nothing about working full time or even if you're staying at home and trying to have something on the side, nothing about that is particularly glamorous. So I want to be transparent about that from the get-go. I have care. It's not like my kids are home tugging on my leg all day. Um, that We've had seasons of that, like when we had COVID exposure. Um, when COVID first started, we weren't – I was so pregnant. Uh, I had my son in May of 2020, early May. So at that point, nobody knew much. And it, we pulled our daughter from daycare. Like she was home. So then we were trying to do all the things. So I was working full-time, trying to start my business, taking care of my kid, trying to be a wife, having some sanity, being super pregnant, and trying not to panic about giving birth in the middle of a pandemic. So so you're explaining my life right now, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But let me try to be more helpful because I know I just kind of went on a rant. No, so, actually, I really, really love that you bring this up because this is something that I try to talk to people a lot about a lot, too. I think that there's this, I don't know, thing in the entrepreneur world with moms that it's the hashtag all the things when you're a mom. You're doing everything. And that's so that's so not the case. Like myself also, I have so much help and there's no way I could do the things that I do without the help. So I love that you bring that up and you, it's okay. And it's also okay if you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm in the same exact boat. My mom did that. My mother-in-law did that. My Like everyone's does that, but that's just not where I'm feeling called. So I, I love that you bring that up because I'm talking yeah. about that also. So, Well, and what I crave, craved and still crave is the ability to say, hey, you know, it's a really nice day today. Like, let's go to grandma's and swim. Like, I don't need to check in with a boss. I can say, hey, in August, we're going to take the month off and go travel as a family, go do a family reunion, go to the beach, go see other family. And I love that I can make the rules for that. So if you are listening and you're like, okay, I have kids. I want to have kids. Maybe you don't have kids, but that's just the lifestyle that you want. You can create that, but it does require a few things. And I actually just um, – <laughs> talk about rants, sent something out to my community the other day about like, you know, that saying of the more rest you take, the more money you make. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was like, this is total BS because it's like, I don't actually think that's true for most people. Um, yeah, feel free to like weigh 100, in. I'm just, I'm just saying yes, 100%. And I agree very much with everything. <laughs> yeah. So the point I made there is there's this saying, the more rest you take, the more money you make. And I, I do firmly believe like, 
you need to rest and take care of yourself, especially as a parent, especially as an entrepreneur. And actually, like stress levels are medically too, stress levels are super high. So rest is important. But when you are in the beginning stages of your business, or maybe you've even been in business for years and it's not your dream to expand to have a huge team or even a team, that's a lot. So when you take time off, like when I took maternity leave in 2020, I didn't, I mean, business stopped unless I was moving the needle forward. So there's this um, balance, if you will, of being able to have some systems in place, some good workflows, right? When I say systems, I'm talking like, okay, you could talk about your standard operating procedures. Maybe you have a project management system. Like I use ClickUp, um, but there's Asana, Trello, Notion. There's so many tools out there where you can try to keep track of things. There's other tools like Google Drive, and you can automate emails now through email marketing, and you can automate your social media. So there's some things that you can keep the wheels turning um, if you have systems and automations. But beyond that, it's if you don't have that, then if you're not physically putting the time in, you're trading your time for product or time for money, that is really hard to one, scale, and two, rest. So as a mom, as a business owner that was up to April 2021 juggling a 40-hour work week plus my business, I had to figure those things out and fast. And I didn't do it all very well. Um, there were definitely times that I was sobbing on the kitchen floor, right? And I think the things that I would say are helpful if you're in that spot of like, I want to move to the next step in my dream, whatever your dream is, maybe it's not even business, but you have to have support. And that comes from friends. Um, if you have support of people that are in a similar industry, or if you're an entrepreneur, having entrepreneurs that get it, especially if they're in the online space, which is like this very weird bubble that you don't know exists until you're in it, then you're like, holy moly, somebody give me the roadmap. Yes. <laughs> right? So you have to have that support. You have to have the systems. And I think it's really powerful to have a mentor who's a few steps ahead of you. You know, they don't need to be you know, making bucos of money. They don't need to be light years ahead. But the things I would advise you is find a mentor that one, has a lifestyle similar to the one that you want. Two, has value. Well, actually one, values need to align. Two, lifestyle. And three, that they actually can help you in the challenges that you have. And it's not just like, oh, here's my blanket thing that's going to give you X results. Like make sure that they actually know their stuff and are worth their salt. Yeah. I don't even remember what the original question was. <laughs> well, I love how you took it into systems. So that's perfect. It's the perfect segue because we wanted to ask you about that because I'm sure, like you mentioned, how important they are. And you did kind of hit on a couple of your favorites. Let's dive into that a little bit deeper because Em and I have both been having that conversation lately, um, just on the side, which also you mentioned is so important, having entrepreneur friends and people who get it and all of that. But That's we both why run, we're here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, we both run very different businesses, but we have similar struggles in keeping things organized and dealing with client ends of things and then back end of things and realizing, at least for me, some of those systems are different and one can't handle everything and now I'm rambling, but that's kind of where my brain space is at with systems right now. And I would just love to hear things you found to work really well um, in your business that help it run really smoothly. Yeah. So simple is better, I think. And 
a system should do most of the heavy lifting for you and not the other way around. So when I was first starting out, now my systems has evolved. I've tried different things, right? But when I was first starting out years back, um, I utilized Google. And this is a tip that people probably are like, just tell me all the things I need to download and sign up for. But can I just say, let's start with, um, if you have a MacBook, we're going to, I love Apple, so we're going to go with this. Like open up your Finder and for the love of coffee, please organize your folders. Like let's start with that. Okay. So as a designer, editor, agency owner, let's talk some tangibles. My file structure looks something like, okay, I have a master folder that I can just duplicate to make it easy, but let's say it's for brand development and web design. So I have brand development and web design. Usually I will have like a um, working files folder, deliverables, documents, and then um, usually like downloads or something kind of miscellaneous. And then within each folder, I structure it so that I know where things are. So if it's a branding, I have my Illustrator files right in the working files. Um, if it's I'm delivering logos or maybe I have a, a web design that I need a client to sign off on that's a PDF before it's built into the live site, you know, I have that in a deliverables folder. So get your systems that are free in order first. I feel like this is, you're telling me about how to clean my house also. Like everything needs a spot. And if it has a spot, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to clean everything up every day, you know, like keeping things organized. If you keep it organized and it's predictable, it's also scalable, right? So that helps you figure out usually if if I just say like, Kelsey, Emma, go write your SOPs for what you do. You'd look at me like, what, what does that mean? Like, Okay, step-by-step, a standard operating procedure is like how do you get the things done that need to get done? And some of that is just like what's your file structure? I mean, I had to do this in my corporate job because I used to have a team of videographers underneath me, and they ne- I documented down to like plug in the SD card, click here, then here, like that level. Granted, maybe you don't need to do that for if you're hiring qualified staff, but I was working with people that were new to our system, and so I wanted to make sure things were abundantly clear. So starting with your systems, organize your files, right? And then look, where are the gaps? Am I constantly moving things onto Google Drive? Well, then maybe you need to get Google File Stream that you can sync it right up to Finder. I don't know if people know that. You could do that. It's gold. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Haven't I done that? If you have G Suite, so yeah. not if you just have a Gmail, G Suite, yep, it's Google File Stream. Um, the first time you do it, it will sync up basically your Google to Finder so you can access it. Um, it makes it really easy because you could just drag and drop files right there. Yeah, we did that with SharePoint in my corporate job, and I just didn't want to pay for it for just me. And so I was okay. – Yep. Duh. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, episode right here. Thanks, Liz. Talk to yep. you. <laughs> good, good chat, ladies. See you later. <laughs> so that is, I think, a super simple because I know we're all eager to feel like, what are the project management tools? Like, what? tell me about HoneyBook. What about email marketing? Like, get your stuff in order first. And it's not going to be fun, but maybe put on some music and just do it, right? The next, so I started with that and then I mainly utilized Google Drive and I would do email. And so now what that process looks like, if you sprinkle like magic dust and a lot of blood, sweat and tears on top of it, now I manage my projects for agency and through my mentorship through ClickUp. So ClickUp is a project management tool. They're trying to, tries to say the ones that win, wins them all, I think. And um it's free up to a certain point, right? I have a paid version. They all they all start free and then 
they want your money for other things. But that allows me to keep communication outside of my AMA program, which is run a little bit differently. That allows me to keep uh, email, my inbox clear of client questions. I'm not getting pings on Voxer, Instagram, like text, phone calls, you know, a comment in a Google Doc. It gets too crazy. So ClickUp's been great for that. It's also really helpful for running my business. So I have an editorial calendar in there. I have um, my whole brand strategy. I have my SOPs. I have um, even like, how do I get into which account for my VAs to have access to? So that's really important and will save yourself time for repeating things. And then when you onboard people, you can integrate them into one system rather than like, let me give you access to this folder and that folder and this thing. And it you know, you will eventually have to take people off if you off board or whatever, whatever, but that's a good tool. I think I'm seeing, we have video for the listeners just to see each other. And I think I'm seeing Emma looking this up while we're recording. Maybe. It sounds amazing. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 we could talk systems a long time. Um, And then when I work with people in a, like a private mentorship, we have time to get into that because that's usually a six-month-plus container. Um, with AMA, I'm not trying to overwhelm everybody. And we start with, again, what's the core of like, who are you? So that's your – so there's no like and trust, right? The no is your brand visibility. The like is really the marketing content that you put out there. And the trust is more sales and launching. So those are the three phases that we really move through in AMA. Um but as uh, w- when people work with me at a higher level, longer container, we get into the nitty gritty um, of, of systems and scaling. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm thinking back to when you're talking about organizing your files and starting simple because, I mean, when you're going to grow and outsource, if you don't know how to explain all of that yourself, how are you going to explain it to someone else? And that's going to make that hiring, getting over the hurdle of hiring someone or bringing someone on even harder. And so I find that even with some of my mentor students with photography is they're just keeping stuff wherever right now. And it's, it's hard to see, you know, years down the road or even envision wanting to hire someone sometimes, but it's just so important to have that clarity in the beginning. So exactly all of that. Yeah, and when you when you're thinking about hiring someone on to, you're gonna pay for that time to train them and have them figure out whatever it is, anyways. And if you don't have your stuff in order, then you're just you're just throwing money down the toilet at that point, you know. So that's so helpful. Um, and even without, even if you don't want to build a team, like it saves yourself yes, so time true. and headache, and it makes it a really better. Um, more high-end luxury red carpet rollout for your client uh, experience too. I think it makes you automatically feel more confident in your business too. It makes you feel more legitimate and more, yeah, that, that you have a, a business. So 100%. I think it's so important. Um, okay, let's totally switch gears here a little bit and talk about branding because that's something that you really implement in pretty much every aspect of your business. Um so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I wanted to touch on why it's so important. Um, maybe maybe let's start with that. Why is it so important to make your brand personal? Okay. The reason I say we're going to talk about personal branding for a bit is because I know your listeners and your community are not mega, 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 mega brands, right? You're not – and that's okay, but you're, it's probably you – Maybe it's a few people, your service provider, you maybe are starting something. So what you have is you 
And that's your, that's your superpower. And usually people are spend so much time, they buy courses, they listen to podcasts, they attend a thousand webinars with pitches at the end because they're like, I think I have knowledge and I'm good at something and I could turn it into money somehow, but I got to figure out like what it is and somebody else needs to tell me that. So let's make this super simple. What's something that you're really good at that you find is fun? On the other hand, what's a need that people have, right? It could be macrame. Could be I had I know somebody who has a business where she makes macrame earrings and she does really well. Kelsey, I know your sister does clay earrings, right? Yes. Like shout out to Copperstone Studio. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So what is your passion? What do people need? And what's the intersection of that? Okay. So that intersection is where your unique value proposition is, is how you can uniquely fill that need based on your time, talent, know-how, right? That's your expertise, your credibility. And the other part is it's, let's take photography. There are a million photographers. There are so many marketers, brand developers, creative directors, video producers. But people, it's it's about building trust, right? The know, like, and trust factor as a personal brand. If people know who you are, they know Kelsey's the go-to for this. Or Emma Jo, like, oh my gosh, I have to have her client gifts, which I'm working with you right now on that. Um, If you, people know, like, I have this need. So let's take the client gift thing, for example. I give all of my clients a welcome gift when they sign on to working with me. It's just a small way of showing appreciation and celebration for their decision to invest in themselves and their decision to trust me with that, their both financial and time investment and their business. So I have these gifts and I have wanted to, I've always sent gifts to clients way back when I used to actually go to Michael's and I would like buy the ribbon and the bow and I'd get the custom USBs to deliver the files. Like I've done this for before there was even like gift box companies. Well, probably not before, but every, but my challenge is now time. So every time I want to go send a client a gift, I spend, I could spend hours looking on BoxBox or even Emma Jo and Co. And like picking out, oh, I like this or now they have this. And then sometimes three months will elapse and I want to go get a client the same thing, but the product is no longer there. And for me, I'm like, I just, I just want to have a gift that doesn't feel like it was plucked from the cloud, that it feels like it was intentional, that it wasn't just like, oh, get them a gift to check off the box. But I want, so I want it to feel like a hug from me. And I want it to be easy. And I love, Emma, your your branding and your approachability and the way that you show up. And I love that you're a mom. I love that you're a West Michigan female business owner. So there's all these things where I align with you on a personal level and you fulfill the need that I have. And you're going to tell me, great, Liz, like you can come. We'll customize your gift. I'll keep them all. You don't have to like have tons of gifts in your house. And then you could just you know pay for them and send them. I'll send them out as you need them. I'm like, that saves me so much time. Energy, I'm just thrilled about it. <laughs> I'm just blushing over here. This is the biggest compliment ever. So thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay, it. this is an example of like, but there are so many other gift companies, right? But I met you and connected with you and it's an easy choice for me. This is the same reason why if you go to the same hairstylist, there are probably people who could do your hair better. But you have a good time when you go. They know you. They remember to ask about your crazy aunt, right? Like you walk out of there feeling really good and you got your money's worth and it was within your budget. So that's what happens with a service provider or with a brand is when you can turn it from just like a brand, a company to a personal brand, people connect with you on a personal level and they see that you have they have a need that you can meet through your services or products. 
And that's really where that trust comes in. And that's when people choose to trust you with an email address and get on your list, trust you with a purchase. Kelsey, we were just talking about this, or trust you with sending you to all their friends. If they're like, oh my gosh, you need Facebook ads, go talk to Rachel from Paperberry Social. Like she's amazing. Or you're in Grand Rapids or near Michigan, like go work with Kelsey. Hands down. You got a ring on your finger or you you're starting a business, you want brand photos, like work with her. So that's really where that comes in. No, I think that is so important because we often think about our relationship with those potential clients, but it's exactly that. It's beyond those potential clients. It's their friends. It's how it's the hearsay, which is also in one of our first podcast episodes where we were talking about copy with Caitlin from Copy Uncorked. It's through your copy, through your branding, you're giving everybody the words and the visual and who you are to speak about you on your behalf when they're not there. So yeah, it's something that is a newer thought to me and it's a duh because yeah, I have a lot of people that follow me on Instagram who aren't engaged right now, but their college roommate might be or, you know, exactly that. And Emma, that's happened with you with a lot of my photographer friends. I'm like, you're still making your client gifts. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? Go to Emma or that kind of thing. So, and people don't want to do the I don't want to say they don't want to do the work, but it's easier if a trusted source says, hey, I know so-and-so or I trust so-and-so. Heck, think about anybody who's ever been set up on a blind date and it turned into something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Um, I think this is something that a lot of people, at least myself, um, when I started my business, I thought that I had to be this really corporate-y professional person. And that's, that's not who I am. I mean, I'm literally wearing a hat and a sweatshirt while we're recording this right now. And that is me. And that's, I think, I don't know how long it took me, not super long, but once I realized that no people, people want to work with me because it's me. And that's what I need to show to my clients who I am and what my business is and what I can help you with. It's not, it's not about making yourself look like you're super, super successful or have all these, you know, whatever it is. So I love that you're giving listeners permission to do that and encouraging it yeah and it's it's a funny fine line too because I have some of my mentor students I know Liz if you could talk on that too because it's a weird mix sometimes of showing your personal life and that my dog just destroyed my pillows in my living room and the next story like here's a great review from a client like that mixture can sometimes be hard what what have you kind of discovered with that and learned with that over the years I have definitely fallen into, Emma, like you said, like falling into seasons where it is kind of all business, even if it's personality infused and even if the content does follow like the structure that I teach my clients on like having it be story driven and engaging, right? But I've fallen into seasons where maybe I'm just showing up and teaching or I'm just... I'm putting out business content and I feel like there's not the room for the personal because I've already scheduled it in advance, right? And then there's moments where I think like, okay, well, I also don't show my kids a ton on social media. Like I will on occasion, but it's, for me, it's just a personal choice of what feels comfortable. And I just heard this quote actually um, on a podcast I listened to yesterday and it was Brene Brown. I was talking to some, I don't even remember the podcast, but uh, she said, share what is vulnerable and not what is intimate. And I thought that was really good. And Kelsey, I know you probably remember the saying of like, share the scars, not the wounds. And I think there's 
I want to also be careful that it's not like sounding calculated, right? Like you, and when people think of brand story in particular, they think sometimes your story needs to be born out of trauma, which is not the case. But when you're sharing the scar, not the wound, there's there, the reason that you do that is because you have greater perspective from the challenge that you were in and it actually benefits. You can share it in a way that will benefit someone who will go through that or has been through that versus, you know, I'm not saying, hey, don't tell your people, let people in if your world is falling apart, but maybe pick and choose what feels right to you, which is going to feel different. So what I would encourage you to do if you are thinking of how to mix in more personal content into your business content is pick like the top five, your big five things that you find yourself talking on. And those are really your brand values or your, or sorry, your brand pillars. And we get into this more in AMA, Kelsey, you know, but what are kind of those five things that you find yourself talking about? And I'll use me as an example. So I talk about video, branding, branding slash marketing and storytelling as kind of the business pillars. And then I have a fourth kind of hybrid pillar, if you will, that I talk about life as a mom and entrepreneur. And that's really more lifestyle content where I share my personal perspective, more of my journey and getting where I am now versus the, the business pillars are educational or inspirational, or maybe I'm sharing social proof, but the personal content that I share can be like, here's what keeps me going. It could be something as like, oh my gosh, this funny thing happened with my kids, or here's what keeps me going um, as a busy mom, or there was a moment where I lost my phone under a pile of tissues and here's why. We can share more of those personal stories But I also think there's something to be said about having a strategy behind what you share, not all the time, but you should think about each piece of content you put out having one purpose behind it. And that could typically be to educate, inspire, sell, or just engage your audience. Mm -hmm. I, that's, it's so, so important. And it's something that I not struggle with, but have to think about a lot too. What am I putting out there? And I think that sometimes the other thing that what's great about, if you were just talking about Instagram, what's great is you can show up in your stories and be dealing with a toddler screaming or whatever while you're doing something, but that doesn't necessarily have to be on your feed. That can be something where it's, you're engaging with your regular followers and showing them um, what your life looks like. It doesn't have to be out there permanent all the time too. So I think that's something that I personally try to utilize a lot, but that was such great advice. Um, wow. Okay. I, I feel like we could have a whole podcast episode on everything that we like on systems, on personal brand, on entrepreneurship as a mother, all those things. So we probably will have to have you back at some point <laughs> to deep dive into something. Happy to come back. <laughs> so good. Um, but before we kind of wrap things up, I just want to make sure, did we cover everything you wanted to talk about? Anything that you wanted to bring more to our listeners? Otherwise, we have some wrap-up questions that we love to ask everyone. Well, I think like you said, we could spend an entire several podcast episodes filling things up here. But I, I just would say that wherever you're at in your business is where you're supposed to be right now. But if you're looking at where you want to go next – Write out, this is what the kind of the process I even take people through um, when they reach out to me is like, where are you currently in your business? 
Where are you looking to go? And what's your biggest challenge to getting there? And when I talk about where are you looking to go, we might have that like 10-year vision, but maybe what's the six-month vision or the one-year vision that is a little harder to pinpoint because we can kind of go pie in the sky with our 10-year CEO vision if you want. But like, what do you really envision in a year from now? If you look back and it's been the best year of your life, what does that look like for you? And not just in business, but personal, because I think the only way to leave an impact on someone is to impact their whole being, not just their business. So if you're in that spot where you want to have impact or you want to have more freedom, get clear on what do you actually want your life to look like in a year from now? What are the challenges? And then where do you need support? And don't be afraid to invest in that area. And when I say invest, I don't just mean like hire me as a coach, right? No, but invest your time. Be intentional in the conversations that you have. Be protective of where you spend your money or where you um, get your advice. Because if you're on a million email lists and you're consuming content all day long, it can become really easy to let somebody else's definition of where they want to go become yours. So I could, that could be a podcast episode <laughs> in its own, but I'm going to stop there. Oh, that's so good. And maybe you just answered this question, but I'm curious if you ever heard a piece of advice that kind of anchored your business when you were starting out or what would you tell someone who is just starting out? So if that's what you just answered, we can skip this. <laughs> no, I think, and I feel like I wrote this down somewhere because I was like, oh, that's poignant. Um, <laughs> and I don't normally say things that I'm like, oh, that's really good. But I was I was in the context of surrender, which was my word for this year. And it's interesting that was my word for this year after last year, right? But I think for me that as a mom, as a um, Christian, as a business owner, as a wife, as just a person with my own goals, the more I've realized – I'm 30, almost 32 – the more I cling to things, the harder it is. And the more, and actually at church this past week, the pastor said something that was beautiful. He said, oh, I have it. I did write it down. The posture of surrender is the same posture as victory. Chills. Chills. Goosebumps. Wow. Mic drop. Done. End of episode. (laughs) Seriously. And I thought like that is such a beautiful picture. Like whether, you know, if you're listening and you believe in Jesus or you, you, have different beliefs in that. I think that is when we try to hold on to things so tightly, we can miss a lot that goes by us. And in business, in business particularly, it's hard because you do have to pay attention to the numbers. You do have to have all the things in a row. But if you cling to them, then you could avoid, you could miss a lot. And I, so I'd love that. The posture of surrender is the posture of victory. And for me, being able to open my hands to release things, but also receive things has been a big thing that I've learned over the past few years and would love to share that with those listening. That just gave me chills. And I think that that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. And maybe that should also be my word of the year, just because I think that just there's a lot of comfort in knowing that, like for us anyways, um, as believers that you, it's, there's beauty in not being in control. Like it's quite comforting for me to know that I'm not in control and somebody else is. So whatever, happens is going to happen and I can do my best in those seasons, but ultimately it's, it's not up to me. And yeah, I've found so much comfort in that in the last 
couple years actually here. So Well, Emma and I can testify to that even with the foyer. When we started thinking about what this was back this winter or fall, we had a completely different vision um, for where it would end up. And I remember saying, oh, a podcast would be fun someday. We were like, yeah, maybe five years down the road when we do this, that, and the other thing. And then here we are. And it just kind of happened. And we both kind of come into this with open hands and exactly everything that you're talking about with surrender. And I just think, yeah, it's been so evident in this like micro way with the foyer and it's helping personally me remember that with everything in life, whether it's business or personal and all of that. My gosh, so, we could just keep going on and on and on and on. I'm pretty sure we need to get, we need to get coffee, the three of us. Hit me, hit me, yes, let's, please. Let's get a date on the calendar. Uh, I'm around till basically August then. Peace perfect, and out. Perfect. Um, sh- hit me with those questions. I know you guys Last have a year. list. Yes. <laughs> okay. Rapid fire. Yes, here's some fun rapid fire. So we want to know, what is your favorite business software? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite software, Final Cut Pro. Oh, it's a video editing software. Do you want like what I do or like systems? Whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Final Cut's great. Love it. If you're doing video editing, invest the 300 bucks. It's worth it. Okay. Love it. Um, What is or do you know your Enneagram number? I'm a one wing two and it shows hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How many sticky notes are out on your desk right now, if any? I have six on my desk, seven on my desk. Love it. And then on my board, but that you said on my desk. So, <laughs> so you I have a lot too. I, like, I have a giant sticky note on my wall. So it's sticky land here. <laughs> yeah, finally, someone is my people. Everyone's been a journal person so far, and we've had no sticky note people. So thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> okay. So if you could fly anywhere in the world right now, what would you do? Like, no budget, no need to worry about childcare, all of it. Oh, Greece. I'd love to go to Greece. Never been. It's on the dream list. Okay. We need a foyer retreat to Greece. That's yeah, a popular one. Awesome. <laughs> um, how many unread emails are in your inbox? Oh, good question. I actually, it would be more 10 right now. You're good. I love it. Last one. How many beverages are out on your desk currently? <laughs> Three. What are they? Uh, coffee and two waters. Oh, two waters. You go. You be well, ready. one is empty. That shows my laziness. It just sits there since like two days ago. <laughs> Three is okay, always my number. Person. Three is always my number for beverages. It's like coffee, water, and then something else. That's probably something else. Like and you usually have like a plate or like a <laughs> yes, snack yes, plate or something. For sure. Oh, Liz, this is why we are the same person. <laughs> all, all there. So good. Well, Liz, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing all of your wisdom with us. We'd love you to just go ahead, plug yourself, tell us all about AMA. How do we get involved with that? Any other stuff that you have going on? Um, Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've kind of touched on AMA throughout. If you've been listening in or maybe you skip forward to the end. So I would say if you're in a spot right now where you're looking to have more clarity and where you want to go with your business, you want to feel confident in your what you're offering and how you price it, and you want to feel confident showing up as you, um, then AMA, which is a group marketing program. So come in six women or less. Um, we walk hand in hand for three months together. So that Next cohort starts this fall. Um, It's something we usually run a few times a year. It could change in the future, of course, if you're listening and it's been a while since this episode was recorded. Um, From an agency standpoint, 
feel free to go to lizmcvoy.com and check out what we have to offer there. Like I said, it's video, web design, brand development. And then um, if you're looking for more one-on-one mentorship, I will probably be phasing that out in 2022. So now's the time to jump on that. If you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next level and maybe the group program isn't where I need, but I really need that individualized support, then one-on-one would be the best fit for you. But um, no matter if you are looking to have a coach or looking for somebody to help you elevate your business to the next level, please feel free. Know my DMs are open on Instagram. I much prefer email or just jumping on um, a Zoom chat or if you're in the greater Grand Rapids area, coffee chat. But uh, yeah, Emily, you said early on that I was relatable, which is very kind of you because that's a a value of mine is to be approachable. So I want you to know whether you have a question about parenthood, business, um, or anything else, like my ears are open um, and would just love to talk. So good. Thank you so, so much. And we will put links to all of that into your website and Instagram and everything in the show notes. Um, Yes. Oh, and I did think of one more thing. If you're like, I don't know. I just kind of want to get into your world. And also, if you love the TV show Friends, I recently released a new brand voice and personality quiz. It's Friends edition. It's way too much fun to take. It's so much fun. And there's some resources that you can get at the end of it too. So that is on my website, lizmcvoy.com forward slash quiz. Yeah, I got Phoebe. I don't know how that happened. And it still like haunts me because I'm trying to figure out what that means about me. I got Joey, I love Phoebe. So. I just didn't expect it. So <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> oh, now I just want to go binge friends. But anyways, thank you so much, Liz. We'll have all the resources in the show notes. But to all our listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of Foyer Chats. We would so appreciate if you liked this episode or other ones, give us a rating and review. And we will see you back here next week, Tuesday.